bonus episode, The Secret Sauce of Collaboration. Hey y'all, welcome to the Empowering Educators Podcast. I am Gretchen, your host and expert lesson learner. I'm a national board certified elementary teacher turned teacher, trainer, and coach. All the lessons I've learned and am learning on my edgy journey, I share with you right here. From every silly mistake to the most glorious successes, you're going to hear stories and strategies that will inspire you to become your best. I have to warn you, as an educator, I can't help but hold you accountable for doing the work. So every episode, I leave you with practical, tangible next steps so you can implement your learning and maximize your impact. Whether you're teaching a lesson or learning one yourself, there's always a lesson if you're willing to pay close attention. Elite educators, that's the secret to staying empowered. Bring on today's lesson. Hey y'all, Gretchen here with a bonus episode. Whoop whoop. This is going to be a short and sweet episode, but it was important enough to talk about. So I didn't want to wait until the summer series interviews were over. We're going to be chatting about the secret sauce of collaboration, and we cannot confuse talking with true collaboration. It's just so much more than that. So collaboration means we aren't, number one, talking at each other. We are actually listening to what they're saying. We're processing what they're saying, and then we respond in kind, usually to enhance the conversation, move it forward, make a connection, or maybe even transfer into our related thought. But either way, just like kids with turn and talks where they just answer and the other person answers and the conversation's over in 10 seconds, that's not collaboration with teachers either. If you're all sitting around a table and like, yep, sounds good, okay, page 42, we're gonna teach it like this, awesome. I mean, that's not collaboration, right? We have to push each other's thinking. We have to take this single idea and make it so much better We have to add in additional knowledge and skills and strategies, and that takes time. It's a lot of back and forth, and that requires us to stop talking at each other. Second, tuning others out when their problems don't relate to us. I mean, we're using our experiences, our skills, and knowledge to help create potential solutions. So just because someone wants to talk about a particular student or a particular challenge that you can't relate to in the moment, doesn't mean you tune them out and say, this is not a beneficial conversation for me. This doesn't help me with my pain point or the fire I'm trying to turn out or put out. So we have to actually honor what everyone is going through because eventually you are going to face a similar battle or maybe you've gone through it before and you can help them. But either way, when you make space for someone else to discuss what they need and you listen to them and you help them problem solve, that's the greatest form of respect. And then you're gonna get that back when you have something that is pressing and you need help with. And so tuning people out when it doesn't apply to you is not a way to be a good collaborator. Third, working together with a firm beginning and end time ensures that we're going to support each other in all the nooks and crannies of the day. So although we sit down and we hash stuff out and we honor each other's time by getting there on time, we're coming prepared and we're ending on time, we're following the agenda, there are still times in our day where it's impromptu and we can still have great collaboration by the copy machine, out on the playground, um, at bus duty. Any time where you're coming together to discuss and listen and push an idea forward and problem solve and truly listen to each other, 
that's collaboration. So it doesn't always have to be sitting down in a formal space, but it is nice when we have those formal collaborations that we do have a firm beginning and an end time. So it doesn't just turn into uh, an unpurposeful meeting that creates more stress and anxiety. It is productive. And lastly, it cannot be focused on ourselves. We are focused on the collective efficacy of the group. And that's why it's essential that you can't tune out someone when they're facing something you're not because it is the the sum of all the parts. If someone else is struggling, those kids aren't getting what they need and that affects all of us, especially if it's a specific grade level. Our school requires us all to be on the same page and work to pull each other up because we are only as strong as our weakest link. And so we've got to help each other in challenging times. We cannot just focus on our kids and our classroom or our school. Hey y'all, popping in here real quick to remind you, if you are loving the podcast, hop on over to iTunes to leave a star rating and type in a few words for the review. This helps other educators find the show so they too can be empowered. Lots of love and thanks. Now back to the show. I could go on and on. The point is we aren't doing collaboration correctly on a consistent basis. If teachers are meeting together once a week for 45 minutes to plan a future lesson, that's not true collaboration. Collaboration is when you're coming together as a think tank. You're presenting a problem or you're discussing something that's coming up and you're trying to plan it thoroughly and think through all the pieces and research different alternate ways to present the material. That's collaborating, sharing resources, and just having this collective discussion about how to do something. And by the time the collaboration's over, everyone has received new ideas, new strategies, maybe even feels reinvigorated to go do something. But if we're just trying to collaborate to fill in a lesson plan template, that's not going to actually get us there. And in terms of leadership, When we are collaborating ourselves and trying to grow our own PLN and find people who are going to push our own thinking, we can't just rely on the school building. We can't just rely on our district. We have to find folks, maybe it's online forums, that will allow us the time and the opportunity to talk. I use Voxer all the time to talk with people all across the nation in terms of whatever I'm facing, or I have an idea, I wanna run it by them, or I'm having a hard day and I need someone to remind me of what my strengths are and to keep going. And that's the collaborative nature of having people that you can rely on to discuss and to make yourself better and to grow your own skill set and push your own perspective. And we need that in our schools. We need more consistent collaboration in all the nooks and crannies of the day. It doesn't always have to be a specified time on the calendar. It's more about how we show up to a conversation, how the conversation flows, how each person shows up and contributes to the conversation, how it's about we and not the individual person during the collaboration. And so when I was coaching, I just felt This collaboration wasn't there, especially for me, because there was only one in the building. And so I had a few friends across the district that I could say, hey, how's this working for you? Or if I try this, what might happen? Or I've got this teacher struggling and I can't find a way to make it make sense for them. And it has been so helpful to have that that PLN. And one thing that's missing for instructional coaches and other teacher leaders around me are other people like them. And many times they're the only one in their buildings, like I said. So who are they supposed to collaborate with? 
And remember, collaboration is not just like a meeting. It's how you interact with other people. So how are teacher leaders supposed to get better? I had to help teacher leaders build a PLN outside the walls of their buildings and one that would meet consistently and that would hold each other accountable and that would swap strategies to show up stronger the next day. And it just doesn't exist at schools or even at the district level. And I can't understand why. I mean, can you imagine being the only teacher at your school? No one to plan with, no one to borrow ideas from, no one to swap resources with. How lonely and most importantly, you're going to stagnate. So if you're a teacher leader of any sort, meaning you help teachers become stronger in their role, you've got to come collaborate with me. Uh, We're going to do it virtually. I'll share tried and true methods to bring teacher talent to fruition. I'll share tidbits of wisdom and short video clips that you can watch or maybe even listen to on your way to work or while you work out or really any time in between. I also will give you an arsenal of printables you can use to create some structured support options because there's going to be varying needs of teachers. So does this not sound like heaven? I mean, really, this is something I totally needed and why I'm so passionate about making sure everyone has access to it. No matter your experience level, being part of an effective collaborative group is really the key to growing yourself and then helping other people grow immensely as well. And we can't do it alone. It just cannot happen. We can't do it without the brains of other people. We can't do it without the accountability of showing up and bringing our best ideas to the table and being transparent about our struggles and sharing our wins. So it is your turn to invest in your growth so you can help catapult the growth of other people. So stop the talking. We're going to embrace true ongoing collaboration. I want you to come join us. I'll put the link to our collaborative group called the Teacher Leader Mastermind in the show notes. Go to alwayslesson.com, click on podcast to find this episode. You are not going to regret the experience. I promise. See you at the collaboration table. Go be great. (laughs) 